Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast himself, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I am excellent, Chris. Um, I say excellent. I'm a little bit worried that at any point during this recording, my face is going to swell up like um, a big <laughs> swollen, tumescent thing. Uh, what so because <laughs> I've not eaten anything, um, and, and that's possibly the problem. I have um, just put on a jumper that I found in my cupboard, um, <laughs> and I can smell that it's very dusty, absolutely <laughs> moth- moth-eaten, and... Um, the last time I think I put on this very jumper, when I hadn't worn it for about five months, uh, because it was warm, um, I started, my face started swelling up because I've got oh, a shit. terrible aversion to dust mites and their excrement. Oh. So I'm a little bit, so if I start sort of swelling up, my nose starts streaming, you'll know why. The jumper has claimed yet another uh, victim. Me again, oh repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Well, we'll know very quickly. I'm hated by knitwear. I'm hated <laughs> by knitwear, Chris. This is how we're starting the show. It's eight a.m. on a Wednesday. The show goes out in audio form this evening, and it goes out in video form the day after. And I am, I'm on a tightrope of dust mite related allergies. <laughs> dust mite tightrope. Well, we'll know pretty mm. fast in this episode how degraded. You'll become. We'll watch yep. uh, gradual dip. We'll see. Just like me, <laughs> after I do a podcast, after I've eaten like a bucket yeah. of rice and chicken, where my blood yeah. sugar levels yeah. tank and I go all over the Chris, place. Chris is, whenever we record, Chris is either hungry or tired, <laughs> depending on what he's <laughs> eating or not. He's got two states. It's very binary. He's not like a quantum computer. He's very much one, hungry, or zero, uh, very, very sleepy because he's just eaten. It's bad. I'm on, I don't know if it's a me problem. If I think like a third of people have this, where if you eat food... It's you a podcast problem, Chris. <laughs> well, you, you clearly don't have this problem. I'll eat something, and then about an hour later, I just crash. And it takes about oh. an hour to 90 minutes to get rid of that. Honestly, I cannot done. eat anything at lunchtime these days because mm. I go into donaldson the sleepy bear mode and i need to have a little lie down um and and that's not allowed in an office <laughs> that's not allowed when you're in an office like people that's people a, take umbrage with that sort of thing it's a good thing you work in a shed at the bo- bottom of your garden pete it is get yeah. away with it mainly, you'll be fine you'll be fine mainly. um as you can tell if you're watching this on youtube 
Mm. Weirdly, my voice sounds weird today. Somebody said my voice sounds odd. Does it sound different? Oh, oh Does it God. sound different? Stop, th- stop reading <clears throat> the comments. Stop reading uh, the no, I, comments. It sounds like I got a cold, and all I did was go out You do sound a, a little... I had a drink yeah. with the other Pete, American Pete, and that seems to right, have okay. buggered me a bit. But anyway, you know like I'm, I'm how good the podcast is going to be by what I'm wearing and what kind of earphones or headphones I'm using. And today I'm using mm. old school Apple earphones with a cable because I can't right. find my headphones and I can't find my AirPods and I can't yeah. find literally anything. Where's everything oh, gone? Dear. It's really annoying. This is um, uh, my I life. Mean, it, walking around the studio in circles. Like, well, I mean, like no I, mean I think, you're, I think we, we, you must be very lucky that you aren't about to start uh, what can only be described as your most <laughs> arduous video shoot yet and you can't find your bloody AirPods for crying out loud. I think it's probably why I can't find them. My mind is being tugged in like eight different directions at once, <laughs> like managing a team of sort of 10 different folks, right, joining Journey Across mm. Japan next week. And uh, just today, I realised... He said that, folks. So the plan is, he said folks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realised the... Uh, so the plan is that we've got like three vehicles. We've got the K car that I'm going to be driving with Natsuki and mm. the guests that join us. We've got another vehicle for the most of the team. And then we've got mm. a third sort of vehicle that the editors are going to be working from and editing from right. in the freezing cold. So I have to leave the engine running most of the time. But I realised, what if, would the engine on the vehicle, and it's kind of like a mini people carrier that's been modified mm. to be an RV, and it's got a cool little table. It's going to be quite cosy in there, but would running the engine be enough to power MacBook Pros and laptops and equipment? And I realised, possibly not. And given mm. how important it is, they have to work out the back of this vehicle on the road. They're not going to be like working while the, the thing's moving, so don't worry about that. It's probably right. against the Geneva Convention to edit a video while in a moving vehicle <laughs> on the road. But uh, it's uh, I, I, so I'm going to buy this power bank, and it looks like it could power a fucking aircraft carrier. The one that I'm looking at, you like a team of people to move it, and mm. it looks like you can power the sun with this device. Yeah, but, and you, it looks really cool. Um, it's not cheap. It's about five hundred dollars, but with this device, we can power anything forever, eternally. And if there's well, an earthquake, it could be kind of handy as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't don't bet uh, against a, an earthquake, but I wouldn't bet for an earthquake. I, I would say, like, um, I've seen these kind of really expensive batteries on uh, Instagram. I think Anchor are the ones that. Uh, that, that yeah, we looked at these. Wasn't powerful yeah. enough. Um, yeah, I mean, like they, they, but they're um, you can get these ones that like can literally power your house for a bit, which is very exciting. Um, they're like four grand and they're absolutely massive. Um, it's the sort of thing we should have invested in at Stack HQ uh, because our only um, nemesis at Stack HQ is mm. um, just the power going down. As soon as the power goes down, wow. every bit of kit in the studio decides oh, yeah. that it's forgotten what it does and who it is oh, and yeah. more importantly what ip address it is i've spoken about this before on the, on the audio version of this podcast why does everything need an ip address <laughs> in 2023 why does an sd recorder need an ip address that's the thing that always messes us up so uh, uh i should have very much installed uh, a battery early on in this uh, little stack this uh, enjoyable stack adventure but but i didn't and 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 so every time i see one of these batteries on instagram i thought i'd go I sort of go that, that we should have we should have invested should've we should have invested years ago in one of these. 
<laughs> I, hopefully I can use the uh, the incredible power bank to just plug into myself and charge myself mm. throughout charge the series. Because I'm up, certainly yeah. going to need it, given how <laughs> relentless it's going to be. So if you missed the announcement, yeah. guys, go back and watch the other video. Or I should be an announcement video coming out on Abroad in Japan today or tomorrow, where I'm going to talk about Journey Across Japan in more detail. 21 days on mm. the road, 2,000 kilometers, six prefectures, six guests. It's going to be mental. And above all, daily videos. So mm. that's the difficult bit. Um, and, and to point at good daily videos as well, not just crappy ones. That's why it's required so much time, effort, and resources. Mm. And uh, have, yeah, have, you, have you got like have you got like star maps and you know epic uh, examples of cart- cartography all over your room? <laughs> like we're going to start here, start over there. Um, we plan out the um, plan out the, uh, the the weather and stuff. Have, have you? Um, is it particularly uh, cold in December this this year? Are you in a little bit of bother in that sense? It is. It is going to be pretty cold. I think um, mm. not as cold as other winters. Global warming mm. has has done wonders for journey across Japan. We right. can okay. we can travel without with with less snow. Yay, global warming! Brilliant stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's been quite an unusually hot year, so I think winter could be a bit milder. But we'll see. Mm. I, I'm expecting lots of snow though, because Almori, where we're going you know, it has the highest snowfall in the world. So, hmm. yeah, if we're not prepared, things can go wrong very fast indeed out there, but <laughs> it'll make great videos, right? Whenever things go wrong, that's when, like, comedy gold or amazing moments happen. As long as it doesn't go too wrong, because then it stops being funny <laughs> and health insurance <laughs> claims need wrong. to be found. Yeah, let's not go too wrong, but too fingers good. crossed, fingers crossed. Mm. Kicking off soon. We've got a story this week from Ryan in Canada who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. Uh, this is a tale of the renowned Japanese service culture. My wife and I went to Japan on our honeymoon and travelled across the country for a few weeks. From Kyoto, we planned to stop in Hakone for one night at an onsen and on to Tokyo to catch our flight home. We arranged Yamato luggage service with the front desk at our hotel. The idea being our bags would be sent directly to the airport, allowing us to travel lightly through Hakone. We departed the hotel early and began our trip to Hakone, hopping onto the Karasuma line to transfer and catch the Shinkansen from Kyoto Station. While waiting on the platform, the receptionist from our hotel suddenly materialised, out of breath and with two heavy bags in tow. She was apologising profusely and holding out the sealed envelope I'd given her the previous evening for the luggage service. She explained that our baggage wouldn't have made it in time for our flights, and so, after several failed phone call attempts, had decided to try and catch up with us. My God, what incredible dedication to service. And when I think about it, I still have so many questions. How in the world did she find us? How did she get on the platform? Would she she have had to pay? Talk about going above and beyond. Thanks for doing what you can, guys. Ryan, in Canada, with the greatest hotel... My God, what hotel was that? That's like, mm. that's ridiculous. Like, to know that Ryan was going from that train station, that platform, yeah. to get through the barriers, she would have had to use a Suica card or have a chat with the people running the train station, like the, you know, the barrier gate people. Like, that's pretty impressive. Most people would have given up. If it was the UK, they would have gone, oh, he's just gone, isn't it? Oh, fuck it. Uh, they oh, they well. would have taken it to the car park and set fire to it. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot um, complete the job, so we're just going to pretend Burn it never it. happened. I mean, how the hell did they find them? How the hell did that woman find the uh, the people just randomly on a on a train platform? That's so confusing. 
That is weird. Was she? Did she have some sort of surveillance technology? Or mm. she probably guesstimated it, right? Oh, they, they've stayed at this hotel. They're going to care. They probably went from the main Karasuma station. I don't know. Either way, that's yeah. really damn impressive. Like genuinely, impressive. she was probably she was probably quite um, relieved that she didn't have to lug the luggage back to the hotel as well. I mean, as jobs yeah. go, like whenever I was in gainful employment, nine to five. Um, I would appreciate any deviation from my usual boring nonsense. So I would love a quest like that. I would love, mm. I would go, yeah, you know, it's me to chase some people down a platform. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Give us the luggage and I'd be, I'd be off like a shot. Um, but it is, yeah, it is like, uh, I, I, I think when you've got a job that's very, um, like, like it's, it's the same thing every day. I think it's quite nice to sort of have a little quest and what a, what a, mm. what a successful and satisfying job. Uh, to be able to Absolutely. complete uh, that particular quest, great stuff. I mean, it's so good. I'm almost suspicious it would have been a, like an ad for a hotel in disguise. Like Ryan yeah. works at like a hotel in Kyoto, and it's like <laughs> the Higashiyama Hotel. They ran for me. They're brilliant. You know, it's so nice. It's so generous. But he didn't yeah. even write the bloody hotel. Let us know what the hotel is, Ryan, because mm. I want to stay there. I want to leave my bags. I want to test this. I want to <laughs> test this out. I'm going to be waiting on a platform just to test out the service. Um, yeah. We've got a story next week about uh, about hotel culture in Japan, actually, revolving around Hilton um, mm. and uh, an advertising campaign they put out that enraged people in Japan because it had a pop at the traditional ryokan in sort of industry. But that's next week's episode. What's going on this week there, Mr. Dawson? What's going on in the news in Japan this week? Oh, dear. Dear, <laughs> you start you start every story with that. It's oh always like, oh dear, no. Chris, you won't believe what Japan's happened now. Foreign Daily population, Japan's foreign population has reached record Stop. levels. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a massive labour shortage uh, issue, and um, basically, um, volunteers in the Western Prefecture of Mie have <laughs> uh, compiled a guide to commonly used onomatopoeic words, words for Ooh. language learners. Um, the, the book, entitled Ekara Otoga Wakaru Hon, uh, Understanding Sounds <laughs> Using Pictures, uh, was the idea of uh, someone called uh, Masao Hara, the deputy head of a non-profit in the prefecture whose interactions with non-Japanese convinced him the guide to the onomatopoeic words would be useful. It contains a host of words that can be used in every situation. We haven't done um, speedy Japanese in a long time uh, on the Japanese uh, uh, Bron Japan podcast, but um, there's, <laughs> there's a really, there's a really uh, good set of kind of terms uh, that are really useful. For example, when you go to the doctors, um, if you want to uh, uh, talk about something throbbing, zuki zuki. <laughs> So if your, ankle re- if your ankle really hurts, or your shoulder really hurts, or your knee really hurts, and it throbs, you say, zuki zuki. Or, if you've got a pounding headache, uh, it's gan gan, gan gan. Or, uh, piri piri, stinging, insect bite, which kind of works with that you with sound the like piri piri sauce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, uh, or scratchy is muzu muzu, which is absolutely adorable. Um, the guide only muzu muzus the sur- surface, though. Uh, there are said to be over 1,000 uh, 1, onomatopoeic uh, uh, pieces of language examples in Japanese, uh, enough to make most language learners come over fura fura, which means dizzy. My favourite one, Chris, is um, uh, there was a video game called Doki Doki um, <clears throat> Literature Club, I think. 
Mm. And it was like a, a horror. Popular one. It was yeah, really really popular horror kind of um, cutie poo kind of. I don't know what you call it. It's kind of interactive fiction kind of nonsense. It's all so mm. all, all, all quite difficult to, to, to pass. I find those games, but um, it was very subversive and fun. Um, but like um, Doki Doki uh, is, I think, is the heart going. Oh, I'm, I'm, it is. I'm yeah, it means like heart heart beating. Actually, I yeah. I can't see it. Just out of shot. I've got mm. a a sign in the studio, neon light for a love heart, like a, a heart, right? It's supposed to be like right. a snack bar and it says on there doki yeah. doki so like heart doki doki when you had a heart attack uh there's a few other, there's, there's so many like it's there's pickle mm. pickle which means like starving like ulaka pickle pickle i'm starving mm. uh shabu shabu the food right where you ah, swish yes. the meat through the hot pot water shabu shabu is that sort of Swish, swish, kind of motion and sound, mm. right? Uh, saku, saku means crispy. That's quite a popular one. Saku, saku. Mm. Kari, kari means crispy again. Uh, foie, foie. I like foie, foie. Foie, foie. foie. What's foie, foie? That sounds lovely. Can you guess? It's a. It's on a matter of food. Foie, foie. Uh, food. Foie, foie. Too hot. Foie, foie. Too hot. Foie, foie. <laughs> no, but that's a good ah, guess. It's a. It means fluffy. So if you like, fwa fwa, oh, like fluffy, fwa fwa. <laughs> you see that a lot, actually. Fwa, right. Fwa. You is see that one of the most soup. Fwa fwa. <laughs> <laughs> I I love fwa fwa. It's fwa. great. Fwa fwa. Uh, waku waku, which sounds like something out of is it a character from Sesame Street? Waku waku means like gushing out of the ground. So like water. Oh wow. Waku waku. Uh, waku waku. What does that I mean? Was, like the kind of water sort of bubbling up or so? You, it, it, you kind of. Well, it's a little bit like um, sign language, isn't it? You kind of like. I kind of get it. Fafa. Yeah, I. The uh, for example, waku waku. It's to describe the gushing of water, but it also indicates like excitement. So there's a right uh, example That's here, like kanjo ga ryugaku e. Uh, like my girlfriend was on her way back from studying abroad I was excited as I went to meet her at the airport so like waku waku shinagara while I was excited and or kuko wow. mukai ni yeah. Itan, yeah waku waku <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like fun <laughs> but the most common one perhaps is uh, pera 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 you know what that means uh, this well, it's nothing really like peri common. peri, the stinging one, right? Pera pera. pera no, pera. not a clue. It means like to be fluent, to be fluent in something. So, like ego yeah. pera pera, like he's really good at, he's fluent at English or Nihongo pera pera, ah. fluent at Japanese. So, like Nihongo Jozu is kind of like the one you hear, but the one people yeah. would use everyday life more naturally is pera pera. Hmm. If they're, but I it usually see. means they're fucking brilliant. They're not Jozu. Hmm. It's a step above Jozu. They're one more step above Jawsy. Um mm. And finally, Goro Goro means rolling. Goro Goro. Goro Goro. Remember, I was one of the first ones I learned. I put, when I was a teacher back years ago, living in my apartment, I put on the TV and I watched this show about a single Japanese woman living alone in a house. And she was mm. really like, sophisticated and slick at work. And then she'd get home and just be like a drunkard alone in a room. <laughs> and I, never remember, I remember it was quite a giant it's called like a Hoshi Hikaru or something oh, it was a bit weird but she would get home get open the beer lay down flat 
and roll across the carpet going, Goro, 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 goro. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. Find this is any way you can to cope. That's what I say. <laughs> there, there was an advert when, when I was in Japan a couple of months ago. They, uh, they had an advert for a delicious beer. Um, I forget. I think it was like Sapporo, like black label or something i don't know like a fancy mm. a fancy version of the of the normal lager but um they uh, the, this this guy this businessman this kind of young kind of good looking businessman is uh he's just on the train home and he's thinking about this beer he's walking through the streets and he's thinking about this beer <laughs> he gets in the house puts his jacket down he opens the fridge starts slamming a beer and i'm like Mate, this isn't aspirational. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> You're thinking about drinking this beer all day, you lunatic. It's weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he laid down on the floor, rolled across it, and went, Goro, 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 Goro. Goro, Goro, Goro. Waku, Waku, Doki, Doki, Goro, Goro. I love it. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the coolest things about learning Japanese on a match pier. Mm. Uh, there's so many, as you said earlier, a thousand, mm. though. Like, it's a nightmare to know them all. And Natsuki will always bash one out, and I'll be like, I have a bloody clue what that is. Wacky, wacky, <laughs> smoky, smoky. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, one of the funnest parts of learning the language. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dawson, from our listeners? Oh, we got one message from uh, Simon. Hello, Simon. Hi, guys. Simon, I'm the only one in my family that consumes the podcast and YouTube channel and find myself muttering Natsuki-isms, such as... Like a magic. At least <laughs> half a dozen times a day. Needless to say, I get some rather confused looks. My question, focused to Chris, sorry Pete, uh, oh, is do you find Pete. yourself repeating Natsuki's or other friends' phrases, and have you given Natsuki any funny Japanese in return? Do you spend your days 
walking the streets of Tokyo, muttering Natskyism <laughs> like a magic. Too much volcano, etc. I try not to. I mean, I was with Natsuki <laughs> two days ago. He came to the studio and got the grand tour. He was very impressed. Mm. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've certainly bestowed more knowledge to Natsuki than he's given to me over the years. I've taught him all mm. the swear words, which I should never have done because he uses no. them way too often, way too Naughty. awkwardly and frequently. Um, <laughs> I think I've just learned swear words from him, like saw, yeah, like shit. I think that's the swear word he uses the most. Saw means like shit, right? Saw. Kso. Kso. It's like Kso. K-U-S-O. Kso. The, the U sounds almost silent. We're teaching all the I wrong words this week, not we? <laughs> I think it's fantastic because so. it's like, it's got the plausive K. It's got the SO. So you can just go Kso. <laughs> and you can do it for as long as you... So. Shit. Like that block in the wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Shit. that. But Natsuki, yeah, I try not to speak like Natsuki. Um, he's got a very unique style. That I think lends itself well to entertainment, um, and his yes. very unique personality. Uh, I think. Carlos. I think about his. Uh, I, I think about his. Um, uh, my, my partner was talking to him last Christmas. Um, mm. uh, Natsuki, Natsuki gave us his heart, and the very next day, etc. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> Sarah was asking um, him what the um, what do people do on Christmas Day? Um, what do people do on Christmas Day in mm. Japan? Because obviously, you know, they don't celebrate it. Uh, and Natsuki turned to him and went, uh, oh, uh, meet a foreign lover. <laughs> and I, just think, I just think about about meeting a foreign lover on Christmas Day to celebrate with them. Meeting foreign lover. <laughs> he, 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 it's just so weird. His English knowledge is so sporadic and patchy, he'll just bash out a word. Like, mm. maybe, like, I, I don't know where he learns these words. Maybe he learns mm. something in his days off, but he'll be like, oh, so very fuck, consequential. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> where did you learn that word? Where did you learn this word? Why? No. It's just like, he'll, he'll surprise you. He'll surprise yeah. you in all the wrong ways. Um, mm. But yeah, I love it. Um, that's what makes Natsuki so damn brilliant. We've got one in from Carlos who says, Hello, Cheeky Chris and Belight Pete. I'll be visiting Japan for 10 days in late June for my honeymoon. Congratulations, Carlos. Uh, this Ooh. is my third trip to Japan, and given the scorching and sweltering heat, I was thinking of visiting Tohoku or Hokkaido. Chris, you lived in both. What do you think? Any places I can't miss, all the best. Carlos. To which I say, June is really awful, and Tohoku's no exception. It's mm. really hot in Tohoku. Hokkaido is the only place that is genuinely not unbearable in Japan in summer, in June. So definitely go there. Don't go to Wakanai, the most northern place. There's sod all there, as we've established in more than one video. Um, I'd say just go to Sapporo. Sapporo in summer is amazing. And uh, I did a whole video with the aforementioned Natsuki in Sapporo, eating all the amazing food. If you do go there, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan barbecue is the one to have. That's the thing, right, mm. Pete? Did you have it when we went? Did you have Genghis Khan? No, I don't think uh, I had... Is, it a, is that a chain? No. He's a right. Mongolian dictator, but in Japan, <laughs> it's a <laughs> lamb mutton barbecue on a cool right. concave grill. You haven't had I that? I think I would have remembered that. I think I would remember that, because I bloody love a bit of lamb, a bit of mutton. Beautiful. We took Beautiful. you for wasabi takoyaki instead. So, <laughs> um, yeah, lamb mutton barbecue. It's amazing. Um, one last question from John, who says... 
I Chris and Pete, I work for Australia Post, and I'm curious about how the postal network operates in other countries. Oh my God, what's the usual turnaround for standard deliveries within Japan? Have you ever had anything going missing? All the best, John. Well, as we establish in the story of the week, John, sometimes mm. the bags don't arrive on time. But what I will say is most domestic stuff in Japan seems to arrive within one day, which kind of makes the story all the more surprising that we read out earlier, actually. I've never heard of it. Yeah taking more than a day so it's weird i, 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 I mean I, i've used the postal service like a few times just sending back um um those little um, wi-fi dongles that were very popular about 10 years ago but um uh i think the, the recent uh trip i got a laptop delivered in about two days from um for like t- a tenner um from um the deepest darkest bits of kagoshima <laughs> Uh, up to Tokyo, <laughs> just like that, and it was just there, packaged beautifully, awesome. and it just—it was just absolutely cracking stuff. Yeah, I think the packages and luggage two days sometimes, but uh, mm. yeah, generally Japan, the post is is very good, honestly. And mm. if you saw our climb up Mount Fuji, they've got a post office on the summit of Mount Fuji, so mm. they don't—they go everywhere. They go everywhere. Famously, uh, there was a news story about I think it was Domino's or Pizza Hut. I think it was Domino's that delivered a pizza mm. to the summit of Mount Fuji in August. And everyone was like, wow, it's so brilliant, it's so smart. Mm. Everyone failed to realise it was a very smart PR thing rather than some yeah. sort of brilliant service. They just Someone had the unlucky job of carrying a pizza up a mountain wearing a Domino's outfit. Um, <laughs> that's not the same as having real delivery, but it's still pretty cool mm. to get to the summit and see the JP Post shop where you can send stuff pretty cool pretty cool keep the stories questions comments coming in guys to born japan podcast at gmail.com or leave a comment below if you're watching on youtube with hashtag fax machine we'll check there as well i think uh, john's one was from youtube so sugoi mm. but for now guys no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the born japan podcast bye for now bye in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.